0: Welcome everyone. We're about to begin. Basis Hashem Shalom B'ayah, Shear number three hundred and ten. So in last year we talked about a difficult topic of emotional abuse, and this year we'll also talk about a very difficult topic of things to consider when you're contemplating divorce. Um, the first thing you need to know is this topic, what we're talking about in this particular shear, we're not talking about situations. Of emotional abuse that we talked about in last year, or physical abuse, or serious addictions. We're not talking about that. <laughs> in those situations, it's pretty clear, unless there's a tremendous amount of very serious intervention, then ultimately, most would agree that divorce makes a lot of sense in those situations and may and probably is the right decision when you are a victim of physical abuse emotional abuse, um, and things like that. So we're not talking about that here. We're talking about regular people where they drifted apart, have issues with one another, but we're not talking about where there is physical or emotional abuse present in any serious uh, pathological way. Now, no one can answer when a couple is thinking about or contemplating whether to get divorced, not get divorced, no one can answer it for you. It's something you need to answer yourselves. And you always need the right hadracha for it. And the right hadracha is to go to the true, uh, healthy Rabbonim, mentors, healthy therapists, Torah-based therapists that could guide a person or a couple in making these decisions. And um as a general rule, any Rav, any Mentor, any family therapist that is terror-based, they'll initially do everything they can to see if the marriage can be worked out. And this is true even if a Rav or mentor themselves or therapist themselves may have been divorced, experienced divorced, may have experienced a divorce where it was absolutely necessary and the right decision for them to get divorced. Nevertheless, when treating another person, looking at objectively coming in, The initial default mode is, is whatever happened, let's see to do everything we can to see if this marriage can work out. There's a statistic in America that half of the divorces that happen don't need to happen. In the terror community, I have no idea what the statistic really is or isn't. Could be half, could be 50%, could be 60%, could be 40%, could be 70%. I have no way of knowing, but there's definitely many, many, many divorces in the Frum community that did not have to take place, while some of them, most likely, did have to take place. But the, tarif, the, the very fact that they allow divorce in the Torah means that sometimes it needs to take place. And you have G'dayli Yisrael, it's well known, G'dayli Yisrael, big people, P- Paiskim, tremendous people, that sometimes, after everything is said and done, they did give their advice to a couple to get divorced. So this is not the scope of what we're going to talk about in this year because there's no way in a sheer, or or no one really, has a right to tell a couple one way or the other unless they themselves go to an objective, true, healthy, rough mentor therapist going through all their issues in an honest way and discussing it with them. But there are certain signs and certain things that you need to be aware of as you're making this decision. Generally speaking, again, we're not talking about where there is a serious untreated addiction or emotional or physical abuse or narcissism or things like that, or we're talking, or mental illness. We're not talking about that now. But in general, besides from what we mentioned above, it's usually concept is is that when a couple is at a state where they really feel this way and things were going downhill that they make a commitment to one another to pour or, and push as much as they can to make a real 100% effort from both sides to work put effort into the marriage for a full six months or a full year and to make those changes you need to make every couple knows themselves, no matter how much they fight and disagree with one another, or they were felt wronged or hurt, that they themselves play a role in things that they need to work on because no one is perfect. So if a couple decides at time, ground zero time, meaning at that point that they go in a serious way to a real marriage counselor and they they commit to themselves... We had our ups and we had a lot of downs lately. But we're going to put in 100% effort, both of us, to work it through. And you give that full effort for an extended period of time. Preferably at least six months, preferably a year. Because the truth be told, you have couples, they may not acknowledge it or tell this to you initially. You're probably going to have to talk to a couple that's already married for 30, 40 years for them to admit this to you. But they will probably tell you that They had a good marriage, but they were years or a year. We may have had, they'll remember, we had a very bad year. Did that mean they needed to be divorced? No. They're married 50 years later, happily married 50 years later. But they had a very bad year. And they acknowledge that. What do you mean a very bad year? They could have gone through extreme stresses at the same time. And the way they both admit, you know, we weren't equipped... Uh, there was either an uh, issue with uh, the, the babies being born in succession, and we were overwhelmed, or chalila, miscarriage, or an illness, or a problem with a child, or whatever, or financial difficulties, whatever it was that they both acknowledged. You know, looking back at that year, we had a very bad year in our marriage where we weren't acting our best selves. But that's no indication necessarily that, that really, they really meant to be divorced. Okay, if you're not in an abusive situation, you try to work it out. And the key really is is to work through that anger, work through the, that re- re- resentment, and work, really make that serious effort for a six, week, six months or, or a year full, communicate with one another as you're going through the process. Because grass is not always greener on the other side. You could always try to make the grass greener on this side. And of course, that does not mean that there'll never be a case of divorce, but you need to do everything you can to make sure to weigh these options carefully. Another thing to weigh when you're thinking about these things is to understand the aftermath of divorce is generally very, very, very difficult. You have friends taking sides one way or the other. You have in-laws, what I mean, not just mother-in-law, father-in-law, but brother-in-law, sister-in-laws, where a lot of them were very good people, you acknowledge they were very good people, and you had a good relationship with them. And now you're shutting down that part of your life. They're shutting you down. You're shutting them down. There's a daily loneliness. And also, there's if you have children, whatever ages they are, especially young children or even teenage children, you'll, there's some fights that happen when you cope, parent, because when they, even when you're in the same under the same roof. You had issues in arguing and how to be mechanic, so certainly that's going to take place later. So you need to be fully aware of the aftermath of a divorce. Again, that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to get divorced, but you need to be aware of the ramifications. And the things to ask yourself, to identify, and again, all these things we're saying here is something that simply is things that you write down to think about and when you're at this point of where you're thinking about you're on that crossroads and number one you ask yourself a real deep in an, on a deep honest way or do you have unrealistic expectations because your wife and your husband they're your teammate they're not your parent they're not your doctor they're not your therapist they're not mashiach that cannot they cannot make you happy your husband or wife cannot make you happy. The only thing they can make you is make you married. That's what you are. You're married when you married them. They will not make you happy. And you need to understand and maybe it's Kedai, for each of you to have a list of expectations of what you could do it with a with a with a couple's therapist, you know, with a family therapist. But write down a list of expectations what you expect of yourself Uh, in this marriage, and also what you expect of your spouse, your husband and wife, going forward in this marriage. And then you review it between yourselves, and if you have trouble communicating healthily with yourselves yet, then talk about it with a family therapist and discuss this. What is realistic here? What isn't realistic here? What makes sense? What doesn't make sense? And that's a very important thing. Another thing that's important is is you cannot value what other people think about your spouse more than you do. Very often when you have friends, when friends speak to friends, because they want to empathize and you have a right to be upset, let's say there's legitimate reasons why you're upset or why you're hurt by your spouse, and you talk it over with your friends. Obviously, they're empathetic, and they should be empathetic. But very often in that empathy, they'll end up encouraging you to divorce, encouraging you saying, you know why suffer? Why do you have to suffer? And um, and as part of their empathy, they will do that. Now, very often they may be correct. Why why do you need to suffer needlessly? This is a terrible situation. They may be correct, but you can't rely on them that they're correct. You need to speak to a professional, experienced Rav, mentor therapist to grow, grow through the, to to go through this process. Another thing to talk to understand the ramifications of divorce is how to make it financially and um, how the expenses are sheared, and when you you know the, the money issues over there, again, doesn't mean you stay married because of money issues. That's not what we mean here. If it's necessary, it's necessary. But you need to understand what the ramifications are. Financially, what the uh, uh, what the ramifications are? But again, yeah, the children who are often, unfortunately, the kurbanas here. And another thing also is that if a person, if if you're constantly angry, you're constantly resentful, you're constantly sad. The getting the divorce generally won't help help these things. If there is an abusive situation, that's a different story. You leave the abusive situation. Uh, obviously, things will get a lot better. But if you're dealing with a normal person that has ups and downs of things. And there's a clashing there. And you're always angry, always resentful. It's important to get past that anger and resentment. Regardless, that's part of it that's very, very important. Where Whether there is a divorce, whether there isn't a divorce, where it's going to happen or not going to happen, there needs to be a decision that I'm not going to have these wounds fester in me. I'm not going to be constantly angry. I'm not going to be constantly resentful. Because what you do is, is if you don't work on these things, then you'll carry it into, if there is a divorce, you'll carry it into the next relationship with the next person that you'll end up marrying your second wife, your second husband, that these issues will, won't will go away. You think it will because it's a different person. They had these problems. This new wife does not. This husband was was a nut case, but this husband is a, is a wonderful man okay okay could be there's some truth to those type of comparisons from time to time but ultimately the true fact is is that there's certain inner inner that you need to work on you need to work on you need to work on whether you're married you know now and whether you're going to get divorced or not get divorced and that's another um, important thing to know so this is not also a very unpleasant topic. And again, this year is not to answer such questions. We have no right to. I have no right to answer questions. Get divorced. Don't get divorced. Or, or you know, you know, we can't... Who are we to put ourselves in the shoes of the people that are going through this tor- turmoil? Or, And who are us to judge? This is another problem in our society is that there is a very, very unfair, in many cases, judgment of people who are married, happily married, or maybe not so happily married, looking down at people that get divorced. They don't know. No one has a right to judge. No one has a right to judge someone else yes you know if there's a shidduch, so, uh later and a divorced person wants to look into another person that's divorced or whatever it is you you have a right to inquire to a certain degree see what whatever but the bottom line is is you, you can't be judgmental about it no one can be in anyone else's shoes no one has a right to um be condescending or judgmental about a person that because just cuz they got divorced that means there's something wrong with them or with their spouse, or with their family, or with their children. It is a terrible thing. And a lot of isure Lashon Hara that the chavetz Chaim talks about in the Seifers, chavetz Chaim, um, you know, people fall into these things. So the idea is, is this Shia was basically just a general guideline that anyway you can't be Seimech on from me here, but it's more a guideline of what you take when you go to a rav, when you go to a mentor, when you go to a therapist, to, to write this down and have a certain clarity about it. They will probably tell you a lot of these things because again, ruba de ruba, most of them will say unless there is a pronounced abuse, a OCD situation, an addiction that's not being handled, not being treated, or a breach of trust, a terrible breach of trust issues, something traumatic. That's a different story, different ballgame. game. But in general, in what we're talking about here is when there's a divorce because they're fighting a lot and they they're the personality clashes and they're disagreeing about everything and all that. Then what we're saying in this particular share is is that you will find that most people that you'll go to will. Their philosophy will be, and it's the right philosophy, is today is day one, and from day one now, for six months, for a year, or whatever it is, we'll do everything we can to see if this can be worked out. And the commitment to pour 100% effort into the marriage for a year, changing the things that you know you need to change. This is not a matter of having a personality overhaul. Like, why should I change, and t- change my whole personality because of my wife? Why should I change my whole personality because of my husband? It's not about that. It's about changing what you know you need to change beside yourself to be a better person. If you're an angry person, to be less angry if you're constantly critical, to be less critical. It's things you need to learn anyway. So who is to say that if you don't learn these skills now, if you do learn these skills now, I mean, and you do learn it, your marriage can and will turn around in many, many cases. That is a very, very true statement that whether you could say half the divorces, most divorces, some divorces, I can't give you a statistical number, who knows, but many, many divorces happen when they did not need to happen. That's a Matthias. Many happen that need to happen. That may also be a matthias But it, it, in this share, we're trying to explain that it is in a couple, couple's best interest to assume and put in the effort first to say, maybe this is a marriage that is potentially a great marriage that can work if we work on our own character, we work with each other, and we work on trying to plant our own grass being green on this side instead of looking at the other side and also understanding that, like I told you early on, which is so, so true, you speak to people who are married happily for the most part for 50 or 60 years. They loved each other all their lives. They will acknowledge. They went through maybe a year here, a year there of very rough patches. And over there was the right decision to pull through. So these are things that need to be complica- uh, contemplated and may HaKadosh Baruch Hu help Hashem should heal all mishpachos of Chal Yisrael and should remove all the tsar from us. We all want to be good. We all want to love each other. We all want mishpachos to thrive and to grow and to children to be happy and feel safe and for every husband to feel safe, for every wife to feel safe. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu help that we reach that point the car of mamash, and that's the Mashiach will certainly come very quickly. Hatzlach and bracha.